Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we tap experts on topics that matter most to the modern working woman, whether you are running the show or working your side hustle. We're bringing in leading female entrepreneurs to share their stories with you. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Work Party, the podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson. For those of you new to Work Party, welcome. Today's episode is called 13 Going on 30. And no, we're not talking about the amazing cult classic with Jennifer Garner. We are talking about growing your business from 13 to 30 and beyond. It's about growing and scaling. And just so you know, between 2007 and 2018, women-owned small businesses grew 46% faster than the average business. But the question is, how? How do we grow our businesses and maintain our vision and integrity? How do we know who to hire, when to hire, how to hire? Growing a business takes strategy, guidance, patience, and so much more. I am by no means an expert in growing into a massive company. I've always run small businesses, small companies with less than 20 employees. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in the experts, the co-founders of Tone It Up. Katrina and Karina have been there and done that. Tone It Up is a community of women devoted to fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and health. And they have millions of women that follow them. Best friends turned co-founders. Katrina and Karina have launched product lines, nutrition plans, an app for their community, recipe collections, and so much more. I'm sitting down with the two powerhouse ladies to get the behind-the-scenes scoop on just how they made it all happen. But first, our expert for today is Bailey Hancock. Bailey is a collaboration consultant, I love that title, who teaches people how to leverage their community to achieve their goals. So if you haven't moved into hiring or building a team yet, I'm going to be talking with Bailey about asking for help and looking for those partners that can really game change your business. So let's go ahead and welcome Bailey to the show. Okay, so welcome, Bailey. Hello. So I read your title, The Collaboration Consultant. Can you just tell us what you do, who you are, <laughs> how it all works? 
who the hell am I yeah. and who gave me that title? Well, I gave myself that title. Um, collaboration consultant, something I made up a few years ago when I started to realize that what I did was I helped people understand how to adopt a collaboration mindset and how to approach all of their goals, be it business or personal, by working well with others. And frankly, I have such hesitation around coach. I don't know why, but my approach is very much teach woman to fish so she can, you know, eat all her whole life. And I just totally butchered that Chinese proverb, but you get it. Um, instead of doing the work for her. So I really empower my clients with the tools, templates, best practice, and the understanding deeply of how to collaborate with others to achieve their goals. So 10 years ago, this was like not even a thing. Like no one knew how to do it. Everyone was still sending press releases. But now there's such an art form to how you approach partnership. And you actually posted something on Instagram the other day that I loved where you called out someone for doing a great job on how they approached you. Can you tell that story? Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people have an understanding of what Instagram collaborations are, but that's so one tiny little piece of the whole puzzle. So I really focus on kind of more ongoing relationship management and how do you come together over and over to do interesting things that are going to help you amplify each other's voices and get in front of potentially really well-aligned audiences. So this new company called Petal Fox, which is a flower delivery service, not crazy revolutionary. They do it through, via text, so it's kind of different in that capacity. They sent me an Instagram DM that was like, hey, we appreciate your content. We like what you do. They did a specific call out to like my specific kind of content. So yes, I'm sure the majority of that um, message was a form message that they send to a lot of people, but they took the extra second to customize it to me. And then they offered to send me free flowers. And who the hell's going to say no to free flowers? So they sent me flowers within the next week. And of course, they did a beautiful job. The packaging was right. You know how that has to be now for us to want to share. And I posted about it. And then they reached out one more time and they were like, hey, if you're ever looking for podcast guests, we would love to be on. Or if you ever want a guest blog post for our site, we'd love to have you. And initially, you know, the first thought is, well, like, well, I'll ask you if I want you on the show. But I was like, actually, no, you guys would be great because you just walked the walk. You know, they reached out with a value proposition, which was, hey, we'll give you flowers. That was it. They didn't ask anything from me in return, which made me, of course, want to give them something in return. And I think that's an important piece people forget about collaboration is when you come in with expectations and you come in saying, hey, we'll give you this free whatever as long as you post about it, it makes people not want to do it. You know, and so they approached it really nicely, like, here's something, we're not asking anything return. And then after I took advantage of it, posted about it, said that I loved it, then they followed up saying, hey, if you'd be willing, we'd love to come on your show, which is honestly another value add for me because it's great content. Amazing. And I, I, I kind of call it the loop, right? It's closing that full loop of saying, hey, here it is, delivering on that experience and then coming to the table with something. But you're absolutely right. Collaboration is two-sided. So you really absolutely. have to not just say, hey, can you promote my upcoming event? It's how can we make this like full circle? So basically, this episode's called 13 Going on 30. So not just obviously the <laughs> incredible <Love>. movie, but <laughs> for people who, I mean, having 13 employees is massive undertaking. Having 300 employees is a massive undertaking. But what I want to talk about are the women who maybe don't have any employees, maybe have a few employees, maybe who are like in that kind of beginning stages. What are the partnerships that they should be looking for? And like, how should they be thinking about a collaboration strategy when it comes to their business? Well, I think collaboration is such a great opportunity to fill in the blanks when you don't have employees in the beginning, especially. I mean, collaboration in general, yes, of course, it can be great for promotion and for marketing, but it's also good for filling in the pieces that you lack, 
right? It's a partnership. It's a relationship. So you're always looking for complementary partners, people that can do something that you can't or can do something that you could do, you know, not as well. Um, and so when you don't have employees, which is where I am, and frankly, I'm not sure I ever want employees. It's a whole other ballgame that I'm not really interested in. <laughs> Amen. But <here laughs> and, you are. know, there, yes, exactly. There's always <laughs> points in certain businesses where in order to grow to a level you want to grow, you have to. But right now I am my business. And so Within the last year, this is my third year in business, and within the last year, I've started hiring independent con- you know, contractors for different things. But until then, and still through now, whenever I need something, I look for somebody in my network that I can barter with. And that is a collaboration. It doesn't always have to be promotional in scope. It can be, okay, well, I really want to you know, redo my website and get brand images. I collaborated with a photographer, Monica Linda, last year. She did all of my brand images on a barter. I helped promote her over and over and over throughout the year. I showed up to a couple of events to like sign people up for her, you know, photography. So we worked out a situation where I was providing her value. She was providing me value. We both won. Nobody exchanged money and, you know, we didn't have to pay taxes on it. Amen. You know, I bartered in the early days of No Subject, my first company, I bartered everything for marketing services. How it works. I was like office space for marketing services, right. accounting help for marketing services. It's because you, if you don't have the cash to spend, which most, most, small business owners starting out, do not. It's an incredible way to do it. And your network wants to leverage that because everyone else is in that same boat. Absolutely. So as small business owners, I even remember early on, I mean, this is like in the early Instagram days, just saying, hey, can we all cross promote each other to help grow each other's followings? Now that's like a whole other right. thing. <laughs> but you know, I think that's really, really important. So I have a few questions for you that I kind of want to roll through and get your feedback on. So one, what are some times when you should ask for help? as a small business owner? Literally anytime, all the time, every day, all day. (laughs) I mean, there is zero shame in asking for help. And I think we're finally, with the rise in collaboration with small business owners, I think people are starting to get that it's not a sign of weakness if you ask for help. It's actually a sign of strength because if you can identify, okay, well, yes, of course I could do all these pieces of my business alone. It's going to take me so much longer. I'm not going to be as, you know, as proficient at it. Um, or I could ask for help. I could find a way to help those people helping me in return and we can both succeed so much faster. So I am a huge fan of reaching out, asking for help, whether it's asking for an intro from somebody, asking to barter services, asking for promotion. As long as you can come to the table with an even value exchange, there is no shame in asking for help. Things that you should look for in a business partner. Oh gosh. I actually just had the co-founders of Of A Kind and now co-authors of Work Wife. Um, Best book name ever. I know. I love that it's so matched up with Work Party. Um, But Erica and Claire, co-founders of Of A Kind, they have an entire book about this and I loved it because we all have that, I think, secret desire to have a co-founder or a partner in a business because, I mean, it's hard. It's so hard to be an entrepreneur and to be alone, especially if you don't have a team. You're, I'm literally sitting at my home with my cat all day being like, should I quit? Should I just go back to work for somebody else? My husband works from home, and I found this meme where it's like this guy has a photo of his dog, and it's like employee of the month every yes. month. And I'm like, that's literally you. Buster wins month <laughs> after month. And let me tell you guys, he phones it in. He's not even good. But yeah, so it, there's a lot of temptation to have a partner. But I think, you know, much like starting a business, 
I personally think only have a, a business partner if you can't not, you know, if it's something that you're finding like, listen, I'm so good at the marketing, I'm so good at the sales, but I am crap at the business side of this, then 100%, if you can find somebody, again, with complementary um, abilities and interests, then that's the key. And then, of course, somebody that you can communicate really effectively with. Those are the things, after interviewing quite a few co-founders for my podcast, those are the two things that come up over and over, complementary abilities and then the ability to communicate like whoa because it's a relationship I would also say work ethic like oh, making 100%. sure you have the same work ethic because otherwise that can really throw things off and the same big picture goals because mm-hmm. if you're not both looking to ultimately say sell the company if one of you just wants to keep it small that's not going to work long term ways to tell if a potential new client will be worth your time I'm a big fan of believing people when they show you who they are so I've had a couple situations where potential clients have reached out, scheduled calls, and either missed the call or were like 45 minutes late to the call or, you know, rescheduled multiple times. To me, that's a personally a red flag because it means they haven't prioritized, you know, even our conversation. Why are they going to prioritize 10 weeks of working with me? So for me, I think about, okay, what kind of attributes do I need in a really great client? And are they giving me hints prior to even working together that they're not going to fit that mold? I mean, I think value alignment and vibe alignment, I get very clear with people on our uh, potential client calls asking like, what do you think you're going to get from working with me? And I can tell you if that's correct or not. Like, what's the plan here? What are we What are we trying to accomplish together? And if I think I can't do that for them, then I call it immediately and, you know, they maybe come back in a few months or something like that. But Or I recommend somebody else that would be better for them to work with. Yeah, absolutely. I always ask, what are your goals and KPIs? Yeah. And if they don't know, then you really have to clearly define them. Exactly. It's not worth working together yet until you have those basic things locked in. So speaking of defining things, what is something that should be in every contract for a freelancer, for an independent contractor? Like what are your – this needs to be in here. So for partnerships, I actually avoid doing very, you know, legally contracts, but I always, always, always have a roles and responsibilities document, which is the same thing. Um, And for that, it's getting super transparent about expectations, deliverables, when those things need to happen, and who's in charge of what. Because often what I see go wrong or sideways with collaborations is people just make assumptions that the other party plans to just do this promotion at the same, you know, schedule and frequency as them or, you know, one person thinks the other one's handling a particular marketing asset and the other person thinks the other person's doing it. So gaining clarity from the very, very beginning of who's in charge of what and when it's happening is paramount. So that has to be in there. What is one thing you wish you knew before you quit your day job? And can you tell us what your last real job was besides obviously the job you have now? Yeah. So I had been doing marketing and partnerships at General Assembly, which is where we met five years ago. And then I moved on to doing um, innovation partnerships at an ad agency. And it was just the total wrong culture fit for me. I went from General Assembly where we were one big happy family and we like drank beer all day and we got so much done to this very strict agency that I had never worked in and was not the right fit for. So I kind of got to a point with that job where I was like, I need to get the hell out of here because I was getting so much anxiety going into the parking garage every day. And I was like, I know I have this skill that's going to be very valuable for entrepreneurs. I just had to figure out what container to put it in. You know, I knew I had these talents, but I didn't know how to give them to other people. So I think I wish I knew all the ways in which consultants or coaches 
do their job. I talked to a lot of people, but didn't, I don't think, talk to the right people who did something close to what I would be doing. So having somebody to model my services and my packages off of would have been massive. And it would have saved me a lot of time. And granted, I figured it out. And I had a really lucky break with my very first client. I worked with IDEO, which is like amazing. Um, but what I'm doing now is so different than what I was doing when I first went out on my own. And it was just through trial and error. So I think had I had more people to model my business after, I could have gotten there quicker. But that's what makes you so unique and special is that you went out and did it. So I think a lot of people might be asking, okay, well, what do you actually do? Like, what are partnerships? And now I think it's a little bit more commonplace. There's so many people who are head of partnerships, like you said. Can you give us an example of a client you've worked with that's been a real success and how that partnership started from the beginning to end? Absolutely. So the majority of my clients are service-based entrepreneurs. They tend to all be women. That wasn't on purpose. It just happened, and now I just go with it. Um, But it's beautiful because so many of them have a similar target demographic that a lot of them have partnered with each other, which is like the best case scenario for me. It makes me so proud and happy to watch them put into practice what I've taught them. So a lot of what we do together is figure out, okay, you know, if you've been going about marketing in a very traditional sense, paid promotions, you know, things like that, then how can we look at collaboration and think, what can we, how can we amplify your existing marketing strategy by bringing others on board? So a lot of it's amplification, it's co-promotion, it's co-produced events, it's um, content, it's even things like a lot of my clients now want to get on podcasts and panels and guest blog posts and things like that. Because what we came to realize was if you're new and you don't have a huge following, what is your give going to be to a partner? And that's when a lot of my clients kind of break down and have a rough day. They're like, I have nothing to offer. Why would they ever want to partner with me? And it's not all about list size. Sometimes big brands don't even want promotion from you. That's not interesting to them. They don't need that. They're good. Um, So I came up with this new strategy called Expertise for Exposure, which essentially says, okay, person who doesn't have a big list or a big following, what do you as an individual have to give? And it's always your, your story, your expertise, your knowledge. So a lot of times we're looking at how can we give that in the form of content to a content platform or an event series or a podcast or whatever in exchange for exposure to their community. So that is still a collaboration. You're giving value in the form of content. They're giving value in the form of promotion. So that's a lot of what my clients are interested in right now, and I get it because everybody's got a podcast. Everybody needs panelists. Everybody, you know, I mean, you know that better than anybody. Yeah, and even, you know, that's a great example, but even for me when I was launching the book, a few bigger outlets were like, this is interesting. We just, like, don't have time. And our PR firm went back and said, well, she'll write a piece for you. Mm. And it was valuable for them because content's expensive. I am an expert in, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so I wrote a few pieces about the book, like pulling, you know, things from chapters and things like that and got it published, which was amazing because it exposed me to a massive audience. But it was it was kind of a no mm-hmm. at first. You know, we turned that no into a yes. We're like, we'll just do the work for you. Um, and it's actually something that I've like kind of thrown onto our platform too, Create and Cultivate. It's like we have a one-person editorial team. So she That's obviously, insane, which is insane, by the way. <laughs> which is insane. Speaking of companies that need to scale and grow, help. But she basically is obviously cranking on content all the time. But it's like she – there's so many amazing stories we get said that I'm like, oh, we should write a piece on this person. We just like literally do not have the woman power. So I always am like, see if she'll write a piece. And yes. it's really been amazing and the pieces are so great and valuable. And so I think it's really – yeah, Incredible. I've written for Create and Cultivate. It's it's so awesome to see like you have so many channels where, yeah, people might not be at the level where they are going to be on a panel at Create and Cultivate, but like they can guess blog posts. And let me tell you, that's some of my best SEO has come from the site. Yes. I get the most traffic whenever I've posted on Create and Cultivate. And it's like that also helps you exercise your content muscle yourself. 
So I think it's such a great give. And if you frame it properly, it is super valuable to the other person. Well, thank you so much, Bailey. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Records, and I am the head of marketing at Create and Cultivate. I'm checking in today from Create and Cultivate HQ, and I'm here with Chelsea Evers, our editorial director, and this is her work party debut. Hello. (laughs) So we're doing something new this season of Work Party. We're actually pulling all of your questions that you're submitting every Wednesday on either the Create and Cultivate Instagram or the Work Party Instagram stories, and we're going to be answering them live on the podcast every week. So let's dive right in. Okay, so the first question we have is from the Diamond Nurse. They want to know, when starting a business, how do I go about obtaining resources like manufacturers, web developers, and that sort of thing? I need a lot of help. I mean, same. We all need a little help. (laughs) But um, come to a crate and call to me. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, but actually not really. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think I would actually, my go-to recommendation would be Facebook groups. Hit up your internet girl gang. Facebook groups are so just like on fire with people asking for resources or asking for local photographers or local production help, all these things. The Create and Cultivate Facebook group is always just like everyone's hitting each other up. It's also a way to hire women, which I love that always happens in our group. But even for me, like I hit up our lo- like local LA Facebook groups when I'm looking for, you know, if the traffic is shut down or if this, if that. So I really think finding Facebook groups that not only are like specific to what you're looking for, but also just specific to women in business is like a really, really great resource. Yeah, I think social media in general, um, wherever you have the biggest network, I myself have gotten some gigs from Instagram. I've found contractors via Instagram. So I think just really reaching out to your network, I think you'd be surprised to find how many people you know who know people who can help you. Totally. That's a great point. I actually, you know, sometimes we're looking for photographers. I'll even look up like Seattle photographer in Instagram and it if you, if that's in your Instagram bio those people populate and it's been a really great way for us to tap local women when we go to their different cities to hire them so definitely hit up your internet girl gang all right moving on to our next question all right so our next question is from Mahak Wazarali in Texas and she wants to know how do you deal with people who don't respect you because of your gender Oh man, this one's a doozy. Shout out to all those AV guys who talked to me like shit when I was the one giving you guys business. (laughs) I mean, it's happened to everyone. Yeah, and and this is exactly why on the blog we wrote the article, How to Deal with a Mansplainer. It's really for women who are looking for support in the workplace that are feeling like they're getting just the runaround. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. In the article, we go into how to know your worth, um, how to take a stand and, and how to ignore the haters, which is really true. I mean, if someone's not respecting you because of your gender, you kind of just have to move along and, and you do you, you know, you, yeah. you, you can't make everyone. I know. <laughs> and it really is the worst. But this article, I think, really helps for people who are looking for tactical ways to stand their ground and to, 
you know, handle it in a professional way, but also let these men know, like, we're not here for that shit. Yeah, we're not going to stand <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, so check it out, and we'll be thinking of you and sending you all of our support. Yes, all the good vibes. So the next question is coming from Sophia Rivacci, and she asked, when it comes to running a business, what do you recommend investing more on? Yeah, we always ask our panelists this. It's a really good question. Um, it, yeah. it gives a lot of insight, and we ask this of our founder friends too, um, who their first hire was and what they focused on the most when they got started. The truth really is it it differs across the board. It kind of depends what you're good at um, and what you need the most help with. Ultimately, you know, it comes down to investing in new people and their resources and knowing what you need to get done first. Yeah. And we also recently on the blog talked about full stack employees. So it's like, do you need to be investing in full-time employees or can you bring people on? I think a lot of the times when you're first starting out, the first things you need to invest in is a good lawyer and a good accountant. And I only know that because of creating Cultivate (laughs) because every time we ask people, it's like, those are the two things you need because when you're a founder, you're wearing all the hats, you're doing all the things. And yeah, eventually you're going to need to invest in more people, but Typically, you know, if you're following your passion, maybe like accounting isn't might, your but specialty. You know, it might be, and yeah. you might not have, you know, a lot of creative resources. So maybe your first hire really needs to be a graphic designer because you're just terrible at it. Absolutely. So you really kind of I mean, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would probably be hiring someone to do the business side of things. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, there you I go. think you just have to spend your money hiring someone to do the stuff that, you know, you're not good at or you don't want to do. So you can really focus on what you're passionate about. Totally. All right. So those are the three questions that we're going to pull for this week's episode, but make sure that you are following along on Instagram at create cultivate at work party. Every Wednesday we'll be posting a story and asking for more question submissions and we'll get to some more questions in next week's episode. And we're so excited for this new series. Can't wait. And you're going to meet some more of the create and cultivate team during this time. But for now, I'm going to pass it back off to Jacqueline, who is sitting down with the founders of Tone It Up. So check out their interview. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, welcome so much, ladies, to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes. So today's episode is 13 Going on 30, not only the iconic film with Jennifer Garner, but also (laughs) the scaling of a business from 13 employees to 30 or whatever it might be, but growing a company, which is obviously challenging, can be super difficult, but also really fun and amazing. And I think you guys have done it very effortlessly. So how many, how many employees? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> They're laughing. They're laughing. Well, at least from the outside, it's looking. That's good. Yay. But let's I talk about the inside. Yeah. The hardest part is making it look easy. Yes. Right. 99% of the job, you know. right? Yeah. It's just finding your team, finding your tribe, finding good people like we were just talking about. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So how many people are on your team today? We are just under 50. Wow. Which we were just having lunch down the street and we were talking about it was only – we moved into our current office in August. I think it'll be five-ish years that we've been there. And when we moved in there, we had five. So – Five years later, we're almost at 50. So over five years, 50 employees. I mean, that's massive growth for, you know, a small business per se. So for you guys, let's talk about those first five employees. Like who were the first key hires you made and and why? Uh, you know, it, it got to a point because it was the two of us and we were filming our workout videos and doing our thing. And then you just start to notice like you're not sleeping and you're working too much. You're like, 
okay, you it's that instinct. You're like, we need help. We don't know what the help is going to do, yeah. but just somebody. <laughs> so we literally post, did a Craigslist post. Yeah. And that was seven <laughs> years ago. Just, what and were it was we thinking? Brian LaCrone, <laughs> and he is still with us today. He Amazing. Is yeah. The most incredible, incredible man. And he just, he knows our brain. He believes our message. And I could cry even just like, thinking about him. <laughs> so, okay, eight years with a company. I feel like that now is like unheard of. What do you sort of attribute that longevity to? My dad always has given us advice. I'm going to probably mention my dad many times. Dads <laughs> are awesome. We're yeah. going to talk about dad. I always end up calling my dad when it's about anything like life, business, whatever. Um, and he said, take care of the people who take care of you. And when we started Tone It Up, it was like, okay, we have a message to share. We need to hire people that believe in our message. And it's also just making sure that they have the career of their dreams too and always making it – it's about them. It's if, – if you have a team around you that respects and love you, it has to go – the way around you know even yesterday we went into the office and set up a pumping station for uh this gal that just got off maternity leave and just making sure that she's comfortable snacks refrigerator like her whole thing and making sure that she's all set you just you want to take care of the people who really really believe in you I think that's incredible advice and what was his role or some of the early people's roles was it sort of anything and everything yeah, it started. <laughs> it was everything. And to this day, Brian's probably like, he still is like the go-to man of every, like, he just knows the brand so well. But back then, I remember I was so nervous. I don't know if you had that feeling, but we literally were having him come into my work at my dining room table at my apartment. And I was like, what I, What do I have him do? I'm like, okay, Facebook, accept friends. I was like, yeah, we then. didn't, there were no fan pages. We're going to age ourselves right now. Like there were no fan pages. We didn't have Instagram yet. And so- in order for people to find out about your brand through social media, it was actually friending people. Oh, Facebook. yeah. I remember those days for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but he started out as an assistant for anything and everything, and now he's our head of technology. Yeah, BPO but Tech. also we went on a 15-city tour, and he was like, okay, I'm going to stay back and hold down the fort, and we're like, okay. And then like two weeks before we went on tour, we're like, actually, we need you. And he came, and he was on the tour bus, <gasps> and he – the other night I had dinner with him and I was like, hey, LaCrone, what – in in your opinion, you know, would we have survived the tour if you weren't there? And he's like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> well, things, things just happen when someone just takes care of something and yes. lets, you, lets you shine and lets you do what you need to do. Production, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff, some of that, you can't know any of it because you aren't able to be a creator. So in order for you to be a creator, you just need people to take care of you. And I think that is going back to like why when we knew we needed someone yeah. is when you couldn't create anymore because you're running your business and we're like yeah. wait, wait we're creators we're creating content and yeah. workout videos and cooking videos and we needed to always go back to why you started yeah. make sure you're doing that. I was doing like our HTML, our web, our graphic <laughs> design, which I should not be doing if you look at some of our old like graphics. And then Karina was doing so much like our customer service, accounting, all, business deals. All our lawyers, legal, yeah. and negotiating our sponsorship. It's so okay. true. That's, With a you have to wear every yeah. hat. I was, I was just going to say, you have not started your business until you've had a fake email address for asking like people everything. for money that you deserve. Being like, hello, you still have not paid K&K <laughs> for this endorsement. This is, I forget. 30 what, days overdue or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. But 
truer words have never been spoken. It is so true. When you're running a business, you're wearing every single hat. You're accounting, your HR, you're fighting for people who haven't paid you yet. You're negotiating yeah. better rates under a fake alias. <laughs> we had someone speak at Crate and Cultivate in Chicago, and she said, she goes, look, I had this agent. His name was Eric, and Eric was me. You know, and oh, I yeah. just thought it was so funny, and I was like, I love it. Just some random guy name. And she's like, and just he was a, a really, tough negotiator. Yeah, a scary person. You need a scary person. They're like, can we hop on the phone? They're like, no. <laughs> Not available for a call. Not available forever. I had your husband take a call once. (laughs) I do remember that. Oh my god, oh my god. We've done done some really shady shit to make sure Toned Up survived. Look, haven't we all? We are in the trust tree. We can talk about all of the shady shit we've done to run our businesses, but you have to. You have to get scrappy. I'm choking on my water. It's so true. You have to do whatever it takes. I mean, there's so many things that we've done as well where it was like, you know, I was cleaning up the dishes and cleaning the spill and getting on stage and interviewing the person and doing a million different things. But that's what you do when you're running your company. And then you get to the point, like you said, where you're like, I can't do it all. And usually it's a breaking point when you hire your first person. Mm -hmm. It's like, I physically can't. That's actually a good thing that you just brought up too. I think a lot of people ask me too. They say, you know, how do you start hiring? How do you start a business? all this and that no matter what even when you start hiring people you can never be afraid to do everything so even this weekend there were still a ton of dishes at our office and then there was um a broken kombucha that was like leaking in the fridge so it's all over the place and it was smelling and then also one of our pipes and the sink in our kitchen long story and it smelled bad so I was literally like cleaning all that and like But I want to because I just want to make sure that when everyone comes in on a Monday, they feel motivated and it's a beautiful work environment for them. So you're never, no matter what, 10 years later, 20 years later, whatever, don't ever be afraid to do everything because there will be times where you still have to, even if you hire people. Absolutely. I mean, that's incredible advice. So talking about hiring, what are you guys looking for? What's your process? Like, how have you developed such an incredible team? It's changed over the years. Like we said, LaCrone was off of Craigslist. We don't have <laughs> Craigslist he's, anymore. He's still the best. <laughs> Stepping up in the world, but also Craigslist. Great to find talent. It was so sketchy too, but we had like interviews in the courtyard because we didn't have an office yet. And people just like, I think like 50 or 60 people showed up to do like fast rounds. It was like speed dating. We were like every 15 Yeah. Oh Remember those like, two okay, sketchy but, guys that sat yeah. down? They're like, all right, how much? We're like, how much? What? This is not a drug deal. Like what's <laughs> happening? Oh my God. Maybe they went to the wrong table. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. But our process now, you know, we've had we are now at the point where we have VP, director, you know, C level, and so we definitely work with a recruiting agency, which is uh, yeah. I difficult. love what Crane always says too. It's like you hire smarter yeah. than you, things that we wouldn't be able to do, and the the brilliant minds of the women that are in our office are what carry us through every single day. And it's just kind of like what we talked about too. The last time that we saw you is like your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. When you meet someone that you know, you just know. And that's the other thing is you have to go with your gut. If you interview someone and even if they come across as maybe they're their stuff isn't or their stuff is like perfect but then you also don't feel it you're gonna feel that in a year so you have to go with your gut and your intuition it's so true personality yeah and we definitely you know we'll say no and we just wait and wait until we find that perfect person that we feel the match with 
Yeah. Which is amazing. I feel like you get to the point, though, where you're able to do that, where it's not as, like, desperate need for employees, but yeah. you're able to kind of, you know, someone told me this advice, and they were like, you should be hiring six months ahead of the game, like, where you're kind of interviewing for roles that, that you might not going. need, but you just yeah. start looking because it takes that long to sometimes yeah. find people yeah. that you're sort of putting out, which I thought was really great advice and something that I 100% wasn't doing. I just started putting, you know, different roles on our website that I knew probably in six months we're going to need mm-hmm. and just start that process today because it, it's time-consuming. There's yeah. someone in this room right here to my right that I actually, are you thinking right now? I I interviewed her and I was like, okay, I'm going on tour. I don't know what I need you for, but I fucking need you and I love you. So you're hired. And then we went on tour and we left you. <laughs> Sorry, girl. But um, but yeah, sometimes when you just like, when you love someone's vibe, you, you Make figure it, it out. Yeah. The, the other great thing, yeah, recruiters, if you tell someone exactly what you're looking for, they can do a lot of the work. Yeah. LinkedIn is incredible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, am. <laughs> I have found some of the most amazing, amazing people through LinkedIn. And um, and then also Crate and Cultivate has also reposted our job. Yes, them, which is classified. And I do think, you know, you have such a great community, too, that's looking to you that want to know what are the best jobs out there so the fact that you pick up really great jobs and then you put it out there it's the same thing you're just attracting people that you want classifieds was something where I was like I think it'd just be cool if we put out like you know jobs that specifically focused women's companies whether they're women owned or for women or whatever the open rate on that email is like 90 percent it's crazy and it's like obviously not everyone's looking for a job but I think people are just genuinely interested to like know what's out there and what's available do you open your own email and say (laughs) okay wait do I need any of these people before anyone else (laughs) I know what's going on all links just lead to us just kidding no but we definitely get like primo placement in our own newsletter um but yeah it's so funny because it I mean just I've heard so many success stories coming out of that which is incredible but I don't think that really exists like where there's a curated someone you trust saying hey this is a cool job because going on any of those other boards is like so overwhelming um but yeah I think it's important so okay you guys mentioned that you have a c-suite now so how do you what's your org chart how do you look at things were those early hires were those later hires can you walk us through sort of the tiers of employees yeah um we have a cfo I mean, because I can't be doing our accounting anymore. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine me now? We would be fucked. Yeah. But, um, and then a COO, you know, and then, yeah. So we've had our COO actually for five years. Yeah. And Crane and I are co-CEOs, but we are looking for a CEO because we really want to be creators. And um, there's only so much that we can do in a day. And someone is going to be way more badass than we are at being a CEO. So that way we can be our badass selves. And we yeah. recognize that and acknowledging Hot that. Hot job opportunity yeah. coming down the pipeline. This is yeah. you're classified at right now. Hello. We are looking for you. <laughs> we have a beachside office that's waiting for you. It is a Next beautiful the beachside office. Yes. But um, yeah, it goes back to, okay, let's make sure we are doing what we started and why and creating, you know, the beautiful content and getting our voice out there. So yeah, I, I love that. And so you're 50 people. Would you say the majority are senior or more junior level? Mid. Junior. Or mid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're kind of, we're building up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We have amazing interns too. Yes. Yes. So in terms of the different verticals you have, so for us at Crate and Cultivate, we have marketing, we have production, and we have accounts. And that's sort of how we segmented. Do you guys do it by that? Yeah. 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 I would say we've never even called it a marketing department, but I guess that would be it. It's like we have content. So we have our, you know, our mastermind 
room where it's all like content and writers and everything and um, graphics and all that. And then obviously production is in there. And then we have the accounting, which Mm -hmm. they kick ass every day. And And then then nutrition, those that are focused on the nutrition side of the business and the tech side. Yeah. Amazing. And then there's us. Oh, yeah, the tech side. We actually we have um, a brand new person that just joined our team that is helping us with our app. So all the new features on our app that are coming out are going to be awesome because he's finally with us. Yeah, Amazing. We, it took us a while to find that, too. Yeah. I think technology, it's like, is, yeah. yeah, and it's competitive. It's very competitive yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So I want to talk a little bit about the products you guys have. So can you tell us what they are, how you kind of got into them, how you develop them? I think for some people, product businesses feel so overwhelming. Like, I have this idea and I want to make it. Now what? Can you walk us through your sort of aha moment and how you made it all happen? We're guilty of almost starting too many things, too. So that's okay. <laughs> we totally that's get That's why it. Our, our team now says, reel it in, girls. Focus. <laughs> Stay focused. But yeah, I mean, we started a protein business in 2011, I believe. And it was a time when Tone It Up was starting to, you know, get some noise out there. And everyone was asking us, what protein do you love and what do you eat? And we literally had nothing that we agreed with. And so we decided to ask your husband, yeah, really. <laughs> who also used to <laughs> take those phone calls for me, yeah. um, to help us formulate our own protein. And that's how mm-hmm. it started from there. Yeah, we got him to quit his job eventually. It was about a um, year that he was yeah. lighting with us. Because we knew that we wouldn't be able to call manufacturers and do all this ingredient sourcing and everything. We could have, but I don't know if we would have been that great at it. We had to create another email address, another <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> keep um, but he believed in what we wanted to do, and so we created our protein. Now it's the number one protein at all of Target across the entire Amazing. country. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Protein, protein bars, uh, bites. Bites, which we brought you some oh, today. Yeah, I'm definitely going to eat They're those so after. <laughs> and um, also it will be available at CVS in March. So yeah. exciting. Which CVS is my first job. Oh my God. Full circle. <laughs> red, red apron all day. <laughs> I'm so excited that it's going to be in CVS. Um, and then we also have our app. So that is a, that was, that was huge for us. Cause how many apps have we had? <laughs> a few. A yeah. few. First we had a, an alarm clock that would wake you up to work you out in the morning. Wait, what was the alarm? Meow. Yeah. yeah. Why did we do that? I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, we were obsessed with cats. It's been 10 years. I mean, like, we've, yeah. our brand has changed. I love it. So you, never knew, you never knew what alarm you'd get. And so one of the alarms was like, get up and work your booty. Or, hey, it's Karina. Like, and then sometimes you'd get like a random cat. So I don't know. It was an idea and we did it. Maybe we'll do it in the next update of our app. Um, but yeah, our app is... Our app is incredible. You get to work out, um, find classes, connect with other women. It's exactly like going to a local fitness studio, except it's within the app. And you can do different programming. And we have amazing features that are coming out. And so we're always just listening to the community. Anything the community wants, they kind of call the shots. So anything we do is actually because we ask them what we should do. Amazing. So when it comes to looking at the team, Obviously, now you have C-suite executives that are helping manage the entire business. But early on, what was your management style like? Were you guys super? (laughs) We'll just just leave it at that laugh. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's happy hour. Who wants one? (laughs) I mean, dream job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, 
it's been fun. Um, we definitely, yeah. yeah. You know, we neither of us went to business school to start a business. <laughs> we learned it on our own, and every day has been a challenge. And we just yeah. have been us. And I don't know, you know. Obviously, there's the struggles and the challenges of mm-hmm. learning how to manage, and you know, it's it's a learning lesson. In the beginning, when you are when you're a creator and you're forced in a management position, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm the worst manager, but I would say that if anything, and if, if you are hiring right now and you are like, okay, how do I manage people? How do I do this? Um, especially as a woman, like, am I going to come across bitchy? Am I going to like, y- you're so afraid to hold people accountable, but people really love leadership and people really love to be held accountable. I love being held accountable. That's why I always share with her. Like, like girl, give me a check. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I'm doing this week. Make sure I do this. I need to be held accountable. So um, I think the biggest thing is if you know that you aren't a strong manager, just lead by example. That's yes. the best thing that you can do. If you cannot hold people accountable, then just be there and show show them, don't tell them. And that is almost that's the best way that I've learned. Because when I try to explain something or tell someone to come in on time, then it's just it's not gonna. Uh, I think that's great advice, though. And I think yeah. so many people are in that position of being the content creator, the visionary, and then all of a sudden having to be like, oh, you manage 10 people. And it's just, you're like, I just want to keep coming up with ideas and be the creative. And it's very difficult. I would say I'm a, I'm a bad manager too. Like I, I want to be amazing and do it really well, but I'm just so like, not what's next, what's next, what's next? Because yeah. that's kind of how you have to be that you can't really have time to reflect sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's so important, like you said. And when you have a team that is, when they believe in you and they... They, you don't want anyone to ever fear you. Like management style, it was fear. It's just, it's so weird when you see that. You just want respect and people to just have love for what you're doing. And then everyone just does what they are supposed to do or we're all supposed to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's just all, it's all, it's actually just love and respect. So another topic that is so popular with our audience is finding the right business partner. <laughs> so obviously you guys have hey girl. Hey. Hey. 10 years still Ten together years. it's a marriage like <laughs> it said it never lasts <laughs> but truly I mean 10 years business partners that's kind of unheard of these days I mean our names are also Karina and Katrina yeah <laughs> it, was, it was a match made in heaven exactly yeah. we were meant to be back to love and respect yeah and just I mean literally like I don't know. We moved in together yeah. a month after meeting each other. Yeah. I was <laughs> just at lunch before I came here and I was like, what do I get for lunch? What do I do this? And then and she looks like, at my phone. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, your phone said, here's a charger. Yeah. And then you were like, what was the other thing? Was I just you? need you. You were like, I, you really need me today. And I'm like, I need you every day. It's love, respect, and knowing what each other's strengths are and always being there for each other and being each other's ride or die. Like, it's just, you yeah. know. And I would say as business partners too, I mean, it, Obviously, when we first met, we had to figure it out, but we literally have two different types and styles of what we're good at and what we, you know, what we did in the business in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it just was a perfect match. It was yeah. a yin and yang. Yeah. And in terms of staying aligned on the business, because obviously it's growing and changing. I mean, do you guys have daily meetings, weekly meetings? Like, how do you kind of set the tone it up? Someone just <laughs> asked me this this weekend and I was like, you know what? Kareen and I don't even need to talk. Yeah. And we'll go into a meeting contact. and we're like, and she's a, she's a fucking visionary. And like, I will just you. pick Thanks. up on each other 
and other people will be asking what we want, especially with the app and things like that. We're so in tune with our community too, because we know them so well. And, um, and we'll just look at each other and then say a couple words after and we're like, yeah, 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 we're on the same page. So I think just really, um, I don't know. And we don't have like, for the two of us, we don't have like daily, weekly meetings. Yeah, we're just in tune with what we want. We show and we up just, to meetings. We go to meetings. <laughs> we we, uh, we have a, <laughs> but we don't like the two of us. Don't just yeah. like sit, sit down every week and like go. It just because we're always fluid. on the phone. Yeah. It's fluid. It just yeah. yeah. Like hello. Sometimes we go on long walks on the beach. Still, yeah. Yeah. You guys are really selling this job. To yeah. <laughs> like beachside office, long walks on the beach, happy hour. Yeah. Are you in? Are you out? So I, obviously we're talking about finding the right team and when things go right, but in terms of when things go wrong and a hire isn't what you thought or something, you know, something comes up in the office, how do you guys handle or, you know, kind of regroup from when things don't work out, whether it's like a failed launch or an employee or whatever it might be? Yeah. I mean, number one, failure is not bad. So that's, you know, if you fail with a hire, you tried. If you fail with anything with work, you tried. Um, and obviously we've had some hires in the past that yeah, weren't great. Yeah, if Toned but Up isn't on. the right fit for everyone, some people love a lot more structure. Maybe they love more of a corporate job. Maybe they need that. And so we totally understand. And when someone even finds something that's more aligned with their dream, then then that's amazing. So, so it is. You know, yeah. either we move on or they yeah. do. And it's, we try not to be hung up on anything. Yeah. And no going. time is ever wasted for yeah. you or your employee. Like, it's such an amazing learning lesson on both sides. And then a lot of times it's like family. So you want to see them flourish and grow. And um, it's it's one of the, you really, really have to sit back and be like, this is this is their career and I'm going to help them all the way. So And the best thing that you can do, too, is – um, even if they're like not even moving on to a new job, even just say, Hey, I'll help you and I'll be your best reference. Absolutely. We, I try to implement an open door policy, which I think has really been successful for us where, you know, if someone's not happy or not, it's not working out, like they will let us know and like either be like, I'm looking, I'm actively looking. So you guys can start planning accordingly or, you know, or I'm giving you this much notice or I'm looking for a job here or whatever it might be. Because I think there's such a stigma around quitting a job. I mean, obviously there's things where it goes really wrong and that can be a huge issue, but there's also just times when you're like, it's just not a fit or I want to move up in my career and on. And I think I can do that somewhere else. And I think there's a fear to tell the boss, but I wanted to say, I mean, and I could be speaking out of term, tell me if you guys agree. I think it's so much better to be a human about it and come in and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to be looking soon. I just want to give you the heads up so you guys can look. And, like, you know, the transition can be smoother for both of us. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I'm happy to help you and, like, help you look. And I think that's such an important and missing piece of running a business that people are just – there's so much fear yeah. Yeah. in and Communication that is key. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, you're, we – if someone comes to us and says exactly what you just said, we would be so much more appreciative than just being – yeah. Like I broken just, up by a boyfriend I keep bringing who just up, yes. calls you yeah. again. Yeah. I keep bringing up Remy who's sitting in the room, but I overheard her. Well, I wasn't I was in conversation with you, but um she's a spin instructor and her passion is in fitness and spin. And she does an incredible job with PR and marketing with us. And I actually asked her to 
talk and I was like, hey, how can we get you back to teaching more? How, I want to support you in that because I remember teaching and I miss teaching so much. And I just want to make sure we're supporting that too. I never want to feel like we're pulling people away from something. Um, but it's funny. You're talking don't about- don't go anywhere. Yeah, but don't, don't <laughs> but really. Don't and she's not so I didn't mean anything by that. I was just we'll seeing if you were leaving out. us. <laughs> no, it's, it's when I pick up on things, I'm like, okay, I just, I want to make sure that everyone is fulfilled and happy and how can we work it out? How can we make it possible? Right? It was good, right? She's like, yeah, I'm quitting next week. She's following my dream. Don't, don't really leave us. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, when I quit Equinox to pursue Tone It Up full time with Karina. I met with my um, my manager. Her name was Alatriel. She's incredible. And I bawled my eyes out because I was so sad. I felt like I was, you feel like you're abandoning. But mm-hmm. she was like, girl, go get it. Like, it's fine. It's totally just do do your dream do tone it up whatever that is and then it turned out to be great so now she's like can you hire me <laughs> um, but I, I think that's so accurate and I think that's a good lesson for anyone who's listening who's a business owner but also an employee like because I think there's a lot of fear around that but it's actually just just be a human yeah. you yeah. know yeah okay so I have some fun questions for you guys now Ooh. um who's your guilty Instagram follow <laughs> Cardi B uh, <laughs> you I do mean- love her. So fucked up. I, she's so amazing. Did you see her the other day when she was getting like laser? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love, what is it? Just Libby, Stacy? Stacy? Just Libby. Um, I love her. And uh, Hi, I'm Skunk. I, I do love following Hi, I'm Skunk. Um, and then uh, I just started following like funny mom memes because now I get it. I didn't get it before, but now like I follow Scary Mommy. <laughs> I am a very scary mommy. <laughs> and it's just, that's it's also f- really fucked up. <laughs> I gotta check that so, out. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually private. I had to like request to follow. Ooh, yeah. That's like wow. the new thing is like these meme accounts that have like millions mm-hmm. of people, but you have to request really? to get in. Yeah. But just Libby, like she's inspirational. And when we feel like sometimes we, we've sent stuff to each other and actually cried because yeah. she's so amazing. <laughs> What about yours? I, I've been following Lizzo, who's this artist. She's a musician. Her new Ooh. album's amazing, but she is so savage on Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> and she's pretty funny. You guys should watch. She twerks a lot, is oh, all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, but it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. And we love following you. Oh, thanks, guys. I love yeah. following you guys as well. I mean, I think your community is so engaged. It's crazy, but it's also so far-reaching. Like, you know, I feel like when we did the video series together, people from all walks of my life were like, oh, my God, I love them and it was so awesome because I was like that reach is so exciting and it's it's accessible wellness and fitness which I think is so important I think on Instagram oftentimes there's a lot of people you can follow that you're like I'm never gonna be able to do that or look like that or you know be part of that community online but there's something that's so loving about the tone it up community and also accessible where you don't feel like if I start tomorrow and I haven't worked out in like two years which is me, um, I can do it. I can what? figure it out. I we know. We need to Girl, change that. It's real. Like, it's I real. Didn't, you did not tell us this. <laughs> this is a new development. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. I okay. used to be so good at it and then, like, work. See, you guys are lucky because it's part of your job in a way. Well, okay. <laughs> that is the, what we have That's been a, hearing for 10 years. I wish I could just work out on the beach every day. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. My we parents didn't work didn't out even, today. We both texted yeah. each other and we're like, we didn't work 
God. Yeah, my parents have even been like, so do you like get to film and work out all day on the beach? And I'm like, mom, dad, you guys know that it's not like that. It's But it is, we do have to be in shape. Well, yeah. not well, actually. I mean, have to. We could have. <laughs> it's helpful. We could be better. <laughs> it would be good if we could talk during our workout videos, which I'm actually, I told the girls I have to film my postnatal series for our app and I'm filming on Friday and I told them at lunch, I was like, I'm nervous. And then the waitress came over. She's like, hi, can you take your order? I'm like, I need a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm thinking about filming because I'm not going to be able to talk and exercise at the same time, which is just fine. got back. Well, yeah. I mean, months of- I know, but, but it's kind of a lot. That's so relatable, though. I think it's so important. You're like, well, actually, it's been a couple months since you got approved workout. But it's fucking hard. <laughs> Screaming baby in the house. <laughs> but I think okay. we should make it as realistic yeah. as possible. No, totally. Like- yeah, but we're going to get you working out. Yeah. Okay. That's- we're going to do – we should do a whole, like, series about yeah. you getting Boss back to working camp. out. Yeah. yeah. Me there you go. Sucking. Yeah. 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 That's fine. No, I want to – for me, I'm like, I want to feel strong again. Like, I feel like I used to just feel strong mm-hmm. all the time because I was doing Pilates or this or that. And it's just like gone by the wayside because you try, you know, you guys travel so much. It's like, I get it. We're going to do I it. I totally get it. And even, we you know, it. about a few years in to tone it up, we literally <laughs> stopped working out because we You're were so busy. So busy. <laughs> we're like, hold on. But I go back to where why you started. Like, it yeah. got bad. Yeah. It got, we, we lived together and we would like, we would just get a bottle of wine and seize candy for dinner, and we were just like, <laughs> like we all right, let's work through the preach. night. Let's talk about nutrition. Let's write about nutrition right now. And we were just like feeling like crap. So I think that's so it. relatable, though. Yeah. It's so true. Okay, final question. What are you guys excited about in 2019? Ooh. So many things. <laughs> I know. Well, there's like, what's what's the first thing you're going to even say? It's like so many things. Just everything with Tone It Up yeah. and expanding the brand and mm-hmm. just getting into more women's homes and changing more lives and bringing positivity. Yeah. And yeah, just living a good life, being happy, being yes. grateful, yeah. you know? That's it. And sharing more. We realize the more that we share about even what we're going through in our struggles and everything, like when we have time, I know this sounds so crazy, but like before, sometimes we don't have time to even upload an Instagram story, which is crazy when you think about that. It takes two seconds. But when we go quiet on Instagram, things are crazy at the office and we are getting serious work done. But I think the more that we can share, the more we can connect with our community. And you're talking about how some communities online feel unacceptable. Unaccessible? Inaccessible. There you go. I was going to say unacceptable. Unacceptable, inaccessible. This community is unacceptable. I can't talk. It was the wine. I had a glass and a half. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous about the workouts and the no. Whatever. Okay. But what was I saying? (laughs) You're like in terms of We're leaving that in 100%. (laughs) Oh, no, I know. I know what I was going to say. Is that when you join Tone It Up, you can, like, we see, Corinne and I see you join. Like, you upload something to Instagram and you hashtag TIU team, TIU newbie, or TIU community. We see it. We're constantly stalking the hashtag. Like, that's that's number one thing. When you think that you won't be seen, we see you. It's amazing. And it's such a huge community. And that, that just goes to show that it always goes back to you and how much you care yeah. about the company, which you can see. We yeah. care All so much. Care so much. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, so thank much. You. Thanks. Thanks. We'll see you at your next workout. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> excited. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part Career Manifesto, part practical business advice. Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned, and the women that helped me to make it happen. 
Just like in our podcast, where Query the Book does not shy away from the nitty-gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Work Party listener exclusive. We're launching a members-only platform on CreateCultivate.com. Become a Create and Cultivate insider to get exclusive digital mentor sessions, hours of archived panel conversations from our previous conferences, plus future conferences, front-of-line passes for our pop-ups around the country, early access to our always-sold-out events, top-notch downloadable business resources from experts, and so much more. If you sign up to become a member before the official launch date on April 2nd, use code EARLYINSIDER for 10% off your annual membership. That's code EARLYINSIDER for 10% off your annual membership. Head to CreateCultivate.com to get all the Create and Cultivate Insider goods now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com so you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.